Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's football. Yep, football podcast. Me and Paul are talking uh, Middlesbrough football, and, you know, while we're at it, let's talk about Brentford for a change. Yeah. If you're checking us out on YouTube, then uh, do us a big favour, make yourself a YouTube subscriber. It's a big help to the channel. So, uh, so yeah. And if you're an audio listener, subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Riverside Roundup. With absolutely no technical hitches, uh, this is absolutely the first time we've done this one. I'll say absolutely again if you like. Yeah, take one. Um, we're here for for football shenanigans. Paul, have you got an intro for us? R- roll up, roll up, gather round ye all. Uh, we we invite you one and all to to enjoy to enjoy the the wonders of the Riverside Roundup. That is that's amazing. It was it was unscripted and unrehearsed. It's beautiful though. Uh, I, might, one, I might try and uh, incorporate it into the uh, the title, if not the the blurb of the episode. So it's football. It's uh, it's me. It's you. Uh, we should start paying. So- I mean, we should start getting some guests on. Um, what is uh, what is Tony Pulis up to these days? Uh, now that could be taken one or two ways. Let's face it. You know, maybe he's really struggling with uh, this whole lockdown. Um, so. What's nice about the football podcast is it has a very precise, I was going to say simple, but simple's not a word I like to use, apart from, you know, for certain people, a precise format. We start in one place, we go to another, and we generally end somewhere else. So as we're at the start, we should start with this week in football. So... What's the big money happening? What's big movers and shakers? Any any signings? Any loanies? Any managerial well, firings? And how's the well, um, how's the racism at the at this at this point in time? Do you know what? It's, it's funny you should mention that actually. Because racism has has a reared its ugly head. There's yeah. no there's, there's no fans in the stadiums. It's uh, as as usual. It's the mindless, idiotic people who hide behind their Twitter keyboards and think that because it's on social media they can call players monkeys or whatever they think is absolutely appropriate because they're safely hidden away behind their keyboard. So that is absolutely perfect. Um, I think that someone had called for this the other day. They were like, it's got to the point now where it shouldn't even be a question. It's a case of if you if you tweet it, it's criminal 
prosecution that, that it yeah. should face. Absolutely. Because that's 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 exactly what it is. It's it's mindless being a twat. I mean, there's just absolutely no need for it. No 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 space for it, and, so like and it should really come with a harsher punishment. Absolutely. Um, so it, it should be a case of Twitter needs to be as vigilant as it can be. Well, not just Twitter, all social media needs to be as vigilant as they can. If they see something that is, is that is deemed to be of a racist terminology or in the sort of racist spectrum, then they need to sort of send the information they've got on that user to the police. And then it's up to them to then uh, proceed with the prosecution and stuff like that. But yeah, it's um, it's usual. It's, it's fans of, well, I say fans. They're not really fans, are they? It's people that have been um, annoyed about their team's performance in some in, in a game and they've decided to go after a certain player who may not be of the same race as them or something like that and, and they've basically gone over the top and not just called them a shit footballer they've called them a, a shit footballer and then added in the colour of their skin or something like that just to really drive home the uh, the, the emphasis and something like that so again pathetic but you know more more needs to be done really to sort of to really sort of eradicate the game but what, what that is Short, like I say, short of criminal prosecution, I, I don't really know what the deterrent is going to be because these people just won't learn. Sadly, I'm with you. I, I, I've I've had this conversation before. I think what comes back on it is it's very difficult to prove ownership of um, Twitter accounts, basically, because you can sign up, yeah. you can just put any old name in, any old email address, and you're away. Um, and I imagine if you're throwing out certain you know, name calling, slurs, whatever you want to call it, there's a high chance you're not using your own Twitter account. True, very true. So, you know, there's that. I I would still maintain that there are still ways to track track things down, but I imagine that that's probably more effort than people are prepared to put into it. And that's, that's again, that's part of the problem. Um, but I'm absolutely with you. Something needs to be done. Um, and the only way that things are going to change is, is if harsher sentences are used um, because, you know, it, it, it absolutely needs to be stamped out from the sport. So. Absolutely. Um, um, on, a, on, a, on a more positive note, uh, I suppose the big, the big news is, uh, comes from the closing of the transfer window. So... Um, as as um, regular listeners will be aware, the transfer window runs at the start of the season up until the end of set uh, the uh, end of August. Usually, obviously, this the start of the season was was in a bit of a it was a bit of a special circumstances because of the delay. What with the uh, the, the COVID stuff from last season, so the end of the season last year was delayed. Therefore, the start of this season was delayed. Um, so it usually runs at the start of the season for a couple of months, um, and then you hit January, and then the transfer window is open for the entire January. This year it closed on February the first, so that was this Monday at eleven o'clock. 
Um, Middlesbrough had already done a couple of bits of business. They'd already brought in mm. Jordan Archer, backup goalkeeper, uh, sent one of the goalkeepers out on loan. Dejan Stojanovic had gone out to, to, I think it was FC Pauli in Germany. Um, so there was just a couple of bits and pieces around whether there'd be a few outgoings and some incomings at Borough. Yeah. Um, they'd already brought in Yannick Galassi uh, on loan and um, uh, Dano Fisher, who was a right back. Um, they went so they, they subsequently went straight into the match day squad for the game against Norwich, which we'll come to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but on, on transfer deadline day, Middlesbrough did do two bits of business. They brought in two new players. Really? So they brought in um, Nathaniel Mendez Lang who was a free agent after his contract with Cardiff had been terminated earlier in the season. So he's a guy who is well known to, uh, to Neil Warnock. He worked with him at Cardiff um, two two three seasons ago. <coughs> so in, in theory, he should, he should slot comfortably into a Neil Warnock system because he's used to playing uh, in that sort of style of play. Um, the other player that they brought in was another attacking midfielder called Niskens Cabano, they brought in on loan from Fulham until the end of the season. Now, I don't know a great deal about Cabano because I've not seen much of his much of his stuff for Fulham. I don't think he's played much this season. Uh, but from what I understand, he's an attacking midfielder, so should fit in with across the uh, the three if they're going to play a four three three system. So you'd imagine he'd, put, he'd adopt one of the wide positions um, along with people like. Have um, Britain, Ashley Fletcher, Yannick Balassi, now Mendes Lang that's come in as well. So they've got quite a lot of um, competition for places up, up in the sort of the front three or the or the top of the pitch and stuff like that, which is good because that's an area they definitely need to strengthen in because they're a bit short of goals at the moment. So that's good. There was a couple of outgoings. Um, so, young centre half Nathan Wood has gone on loan to Crew for the remainder of the season. So that that was a bit of a strange one because they're, they're a little bit light at, at centre back at the moment. So you've only you've only really got Dale Fry and Paddy McNair that are in there at the moment that are the first choice centre half pairing. Uh, Grant Hall, who was a summer signing, he's still on his way back from injury. I think he's back in the squad now, but I don't think he's fully match fit yet. Um, so they're a little bit they're a little bit thin at centre back. Um, there must be plans there for someone to slot in if needs be because he's let Pat, he's let um, Nathan Wood go out alone. The other person who was uh, who's moved on, you'll uh, you'll be a little bit disappointed, in Andy, because it'll take one of your goal scorers off you. So for the next five months, you won't be able to suggest that there'll be a casual wingy banger. No. He's been set on loan to Rotherham for the remainder of the season. So, so yeah, no more casual wingy bangers, sadly, until at least next season if he gets the call. Um, wow. So, yes, that's the main, that's the main sort of uh, news from this week. Although, we do record this, and, and as I say, to date the podcast slightly, um, we are coming off the back of a thumping... 9-0 win for Manchester United over Southampton last night. So, 
uh, equaling the uh, the highest uh, margin of victory in a Premier League game. So there have been three games that have finished nine nil. Um, Man United have appeared in two of them. As have Southampton within the last two seasons. So Ooh. the last two seasons, Southampton have been on the on the, uh, on the wrong end of a nine nil shellacking for the last two seasons in a row. That's pretty bad. Um, and as always, there's been much controversy around VAR's involvement in the game. Uh, there's been there was two incidents in two games where a player was sent off for giving away a penalty by, in theory, pulling out of a challenge, but in the eyes of the referee not making an attempt to play the ball, therefore it goes down as a red card. Now, everyone I've spoken to doesn't really understand the ruling. Everyone on social media doesn't understand the ruling. Everyone on the punditry side that was covering the games last night doesn't understand the ruling. So much so that Rio Ferdinand said in his in his comments about the year the game is that now if he was a defender, rather than not rather than in the box trying to either not challenge someone or trying to get the wrong side of them to make sure they can't get a shot on a goal, he'd rather now just absolutely clatter the player so that there can be no sort of confusion as to whether you were trying to make an attempt to play the ball or not. Yeah. So and what it's and what it's gonna boil down to is it's gonna if, if if defenders aren't sure, it's gonna end up in more injury because like Rio Ferdinand suggested, you're gonna see players that are not gonna take the chance to, you know, have it interpreted that they weren't trying to make an attempt to play the ball. So if anything, they're just gonna absolutely take everything. So you're going to see a lot of heavy challenges going on in and around the box. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing a few more injuries cropping up. Yep. Um, oh, one final piece of managerial news is that in the last, uh, in the last 40 hours, Bournemouth have sacked their manager, um, which is interesting because just before the manager was sacked, they announced that um, somebody would be joining the, uh, the coaching staff. And that somebody was ex-Middlesbrough manager Jonathan Woodgate. And now that Bournemouth have sacked their manager, the man that is in temporary charge of Bournemouth's first team is ex-Middlesbrough manager Jonathan Woodgate. So watch this space. Let's see what happens with Bournemouth in the next couple of weeks as... uh, if uh, if Mr. Woodgate's ch- uh, time in charge of Middlesbrough was anything to, look by, uh, to go by, they'll be falling down the table rather rapidly. So free fall. Let's see what happens. Wow. Anything else pressing from uh, from the last week in football? No, no, we've, we've covered we've covered all of it basically. Like the VAR decisions are just baffling. Transfer windows closed, so there won't be any more purchases now. Obviously, players players that are unattached to clubs can still move. So, if there's players out there that don't have a club, they can still be signed mm. by teams. You just can't do any business between clubs unless there's a, unless it's a, unless it's the need for an emergency loan, which usually only relates to goalkeepers. So, so if one of your goalkeepers goes down injured, 
and you don't have sufficient cover in the squad, you may be able to use the emergency load system to get a get a goal. Probably unlikely. Well, I'm going to click the pen. Here we go. That signifies the start of our second segment of the podcast, which is each week we like to predict football games. As might be signified by the title of the podcast, usually they feature Middlesbrough. More often than not, they feature Brentford. We've absolutely no idea why this is, yet, if I go back at this point in time, I mean, we're, we're talking, it's bordering on months that we haven't had to predict Brentford football. So, uh, if somebody wants to write in and let us know what's going on there, or suggest a new name for the podcast that incorporates Middlesbrough and Brentford, we're all ears. Um, as it is, we predicted some games. We've got some scores to discuss. And what scores they are. Two polarising scores, I think we'll agree on that one. Uh, and then we've got a wealth of games to predict. So let's get started by talking Norwich City versus Middlesbrough. Now then, we were both on different sides of the fence on this. You were like Middlesbrough, sling your hook. I've got no, I've got no interest in anything you've got to offer. I was like, give the boys a chance. Paul, what was the score in that game? Well, let's give a little contest. Let's give a little background before we uh, go into the actual. I'd love so, some as background. We last week on the podcast. The last five meetings between Norwich and Middlesbrough had finished 1-0 to Norwich. So obviously they were on a very good run against Borough. Um, I wasn't particularly confident that there would be any change in that. I thought it, would be, it was going to be a Norwich win. Didn't really hold out much hope for Borough having much in regard to them getting anything out of the game. Um, but it was, it was, of course, a live game, so I was able to partake of it on my uh, televisual box. Uh, Neil Warnock set up the boys in a very sort of stringent manner, and uh, I think the idea was not necessarily to go and win the game, but it was definitely a set up to not lose the game. Mm. And they did neither. So the eagle-eyed amongst you will work out that that means it was a draw. And the score was exactly the same as when the game started. So it was a nil-nil draw. Now then, any long-time listener will know how our scoring system works. It's uh, it's a point if you get the score correct. It's a point if you correctly predict the team that wins, whether that's in your score. It's uh, two points if you correctly predict that score. And then any additional points for any goal scorers you might predict. Uh, both myself and Paul had scores for this game. And goal scorers. So uh, you know what you get with a nil-nil? Uh, yeah, you get butt kiss. So uh, zeros across the board. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, I've heard this one before. I've seen this one go this way before. If they've started with uh, with nils, 
they're probably not going to score very highly this week. You'd be correct in thinking that. Normally. Because, as I was saying, what we, what we do is we predict Middlesbrough football and apparently Brentford football. So, to keep in form, we predicted Brentford versus Wickham Wanderers. Now, I like to get a bit ahead of the game. I like to uh, make make the, the scores, you know, write the scores down. Write down the goal scorers in case there's any discussion about who scored what goals. Tot up the points. See if we won any money. All of that. Scrolling through the old scores and I was like, uh, uh, what? It's like, is there a glitch in the website? Is there a glitch in the matrix? Is something going really, really wrong with the world? And is, you know, gravity going to start going the other way? Paul, can you uh, can you enlighten these lovely people as to what I mean by telling them what the score in the Brentford Wickham Wanderers game was? Well, well, let's put it this way. If you were to give us the predictions mm. for the score that we had set from last week, just to refresh... The viewers and listeners, man. That's fair. That is fair. So, Paul predicted a 4-0 Brentford win. Of those four goals, three goal scorers were predicted. I followed suit. I was like, come on, 4-0, that's, that's, that's silly talk. Let's keep our heads and feet firmly on the ground. Uh, I went 2-0. And I picked two goal scorers. So I imagine something like, you know, was it was it a three niller? Well, let's put it this way, Andy. If me and you were to add our predictions together, mm, that's that's a good idea. Six nil. Still not close. No. Yeah, this, this, this one just basically threw all rhyme and reason into the sun. Uh, and basically, we were just doing what we, whatever the hell we felt like, apparently, down at, uh, down at the Brentford Community Stadium. And then it finished Brentford 7, Wickham Wanderers 2. A total of 9. Goals. A man, a Man United I, special is what is what we've had there. Unbelievable. So, so the goal scorers for Brentford. Here we go. I was I was going to say in no particular order, but in a very particular. In order. the order that they were scored. Well, technically no, actually. So we have one goal for Ethan Pinnock. Indeed. We have one goal for Tariq Fosu Henry. Yep. One goal for Sergi Canyos. Mm hmm. One goal for Josh De Silva. Mm hmm. Now, obviously, if you keep in score, that is four of the seven goals. Mm hmm. There was also a hat trick for even Tony. Tony. For the Wickham goals, we have. Uche Ikpiatsu. Now, uh, obviously, fans of the uh, fans of the podcast will now be thinking, 
I imagine, I imagine you have to travel by boat at all times. Even like through a city, you have to be the guy in the boat that's being pulled by a car to have the name Admiral. That's the only he lives way. On a house. So he has to live on a houseboat. Yeah. And he travels to all matches by canalways. Yeah. That's, that's part of his contract. So, so yeah, seven two. Seven two. Honestly, I was like. There's got to be some kind of, of, of weird glitch, but no. So, as mentioned, uh, there was a lot of goals. We've, we've covered that much. So, unfortunately for us, we didn't predict 7-2. So, there's no points, uh, no full points there. But we did both predict Brentford to win. Points. Um, now then, I predicted Tony and Canos to score so uh, point each love it I wasn't the only person to predict Canos to score Paul have yourself a little point but what's this you also predicted Tony twice two points right there sir so we go from Nil-nil from the first game. I don't just mean the score. I mean the scores for us. To Paul winning the week with four points. I bring up the rear with three points. Unfortunately, we did not win £126.50. Because, uh, you know, nobody predicted nil-nil in the Middlesbrough game. Speaking of Middlesbrough football, that brings us swiftly on to the games that are coming up this week. And... Uh, what was that I was saying about we always like to predict uh, Brentford games? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Middlesbrough-Brentford. And, uh, and, 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 and others. So, there's a system that's been put into place where we like to get a glimpse of the future. And the future for Middlesbrough. So, what we've been doing is we've been finding out who Middlesbrough are going to play next. And then predict their current game to see what the outcome is. To get a little taste. A little, little hmm. However, the book does not stop there. Because we've also got FA Cup action this week. So, what we've ended up with is the double-double. Two sets of two games to predict. But we'll get to the FA Cup ones in a bit. We've gone way far down the line. Let's bring it back. Middlesbrough-Brentford. Now then. Before we predict this, I I am going to have to hold my hands up. And I, I, I think if we go back, I said, I was prepared to give Middlesbrough a chance. I gave them a chance. So, I want you to be prepared that the this week's score might not be be uh, be the way we'd hope 
I like to give you the option. I've already done my scores in all of the games. Would you like to go first or second predicting Middlesbrough versus Brentford? Um, as we seem to have fallen into a bit of a pattern, I'll, I'll give my prediction and see if I've managed to preempt what you've already put in the book. Go on then. Um, so, so, for a little bit of context, Brentford have played this evening and have beaten Bristol City 3-2. So, there's a little bit of a, bit of a pattern there. Brentford like to concede two goals at a time. But not this week. <sighs> Borough have lost the last three at home, I think. Need to do something about that. Need to arrest that slide. I think, I think Warnock will have him set up as compact as he can. He'll be trying to say to him, listen, don't let him get in behind. Don't let him play through the channels. Don't let him play through the thirds. Try and nullify what you can. Do exactly what was done against Norwich. The man-marking system that was employed by Fisher and Bowler worked extremely well. Um, so you're going from a team that was top of the division last week to the team that's second in the division this week. So I would imagine that he'll try and play a similar system, even though we're the home side. Um, I would imagine he'll, he'll want to set up again, not to necessarily win the game, but certainly not to lose the game. And as such, I think that might shine through, and I believe it will be a 1-1 draw. Interesting. Who is scoring those goals? I'm going to go optimistic and say... But we get a debut, well, not a debut goal, because they already made it. We get a first Middlesbrough goal for Yannick Bolassi. Okay. And am I just putting Tony down for Brentford, yeah? No, you are not. No. I would like to pick Godos. G-H-O-D-D-O-S Godos Imagine the size of his ego Jeez um, As I alluded to uh, A short time ago uh, I haven't I haven't thrown them to the wolves But I think Brentford seems to be doing quite well um, with the sounds of a bit of a uh, bit of moving around of the of the players, uh, uh, Middlesbrough side, and they, they've not had the best of runs recently. Uh, I have still given them a goal, but I haven't given them enough of a goal to win. Uh, so it's a it's a one two uh, on on this one. I'm afraid um, I've gone Brit because. I feel like I've put Brit down every week or, you know, at least in the predictions each week. But I just haven't heard his name in weeks. So either he's he's not going to score or he's due a goal. So, you know. There was one thing we didn't cover about like, the transfer window was there was talk that um, he could have left to go to Bristol City. Yeah. Transfer um, 
apparently there was rumours that a, a fee had been agreed. Um, they were just waiting to discuss personal terms, and then it apparently fell down with the the wages that he was asking for. Obviously, that's all rumours, and nothing was ever confirmed with that. But um, so obviously, transfer windows closed, so he's not going anywhere. So you'd imagine that he is the captain. So you'd imagine that he'll probably get he'll probably get more game time from now on. Um, so I don't think it's a terrible shout to say that he might get a goal. Um, I've gone with what seems to be a bit of a pattern, uh, either through my predicting or through goals scored. So I've gone uh, Tony to have one of them and Canos to have the other. So there we go. Now then, as we were talking before, a little glimpse of the future. So Middlesbrough's next game... Uh, is Barnsley or Derby, Derby County? Or Derby County? One of the two. Playing Derby County on Saturday, a week on Saturday. A week on Saturday. So, what we like, what we wanted to do is look and see what might happen. Get a little bit of a get a bit of foresight. So, what that means is we're predicting Barnsley, the single most Yorkshire town in Yorkshire, versus. Derby County, the the most Yorkshire said place. Um, same again, really. I've I've already predicted uh, predicted what I think is going to happen. What we get to do here is play the game of uh, did I pick any current players for these teams? Let's find out. First or second for you? I'm gonna I'm gonna change it. I'm going to go second. I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Here we go. So, Barnsley 1, Derby County 2. Interesting. Scoring those goals, Woodrow, and... Not one, but two for uh, for the Roonster. Old Rooney. Uh, there we go. I think I'm pretty sure he's retired just to focus on being the manager. Well, that is disgraceful. I have that. You might want to change that. Right, let me go back through my trusted book and find me somebody else which might be tricky do, do, do. oh we're going way back now that's potentially why uh, why he cropped up because it might be really far back are oh, you nobody predicted anybody to score for back for Derby last time. Of that was always good. Of course not. Fine. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get the Tinterweb now, aren't I? <laughs> I'm going for the Tinterweb. Here we go. The question is. In fact, it won't be because I'm guessing. I'm guessing I haven't looked right. So. Who's playing? Derby. Mm. 
Uh, here we go. So, come on, love. Get the hamster hamster wheel turning. What's happening here? Are we doing out? We're not doing it. Ah, there we go. Lovely. First team, Derby County. Oh, they got uh, they got absolutely spanked by uh, by Rotherham. Yeah, but the best team lose three 0 to Rotherham, so it's fine. Right. I don't think it's going to be a defender for all, for the for all the will in the world. Image coming soon, like it. Image coming soon. Why have we got midfielders mixed in with? Uh, all right. No, 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 no. Defender, midfielder, goalkeeper. Wonderful. Goalkeeper. Uh, Darby, your uh, your website's shit. <laughs> right, here we go. You've got to go with a man whose name is Colin for a start. So, Kazim or Kazim Richards. Nice. He has bagged a few in the last couple of weeks, so he's he probably got to a winner. There, he's had five goals from twenty appearances, according to this. Kazim Richards. Let's find another one. He's had one appearance and no goals. I don't think he is the man for us. Oh, here we go. Wagon. Horn. Two goals in 18 appearances. Love it. I've clicked the pen too soon. We've got much more to predict. So, now you've heard what utter garbage I'm throwing out. Why don't you uh, why don't you correct us and tell us how it's really gonna go? Well I've also gone two one but I've gone two one to Barnsley. Interesting. Okay. I would like a goal each for Chaplin mm -hmm. and Kane. Mm-hmm. Big red machine. For Derby. And then for Derby, I would like to throw a a name that has up until this point only been synonymous with Middlesbrough Football Club. And that is Patrick Roberts. Really? As he has only just he's had his he's had his load terminated with the borough and he's gone out and gone to Derby County for the rest of the season. Interesting. So the uh, the predicting train does not stop there. Brings us swiftly on. Oh, Just you need. Wait, yes, there needs to be money talk. There is money talk. So I have a draw. Middlesbrough Brentford. You do. Pace five to one, and a two-one Barnsley victory at eight to one, giving me a double of fifty-three to one. Oh, it's good money that. You have Brentford to win 2-1 at 8-1 and Derby 
to win 2-1 at 9-1, to giving you a double of 89-1. to mm. Interesting. So, let's talk FA Cup football. Um, I think we can agree that now that we've moved over to, you know, talking FA Cup football, what we won't have to deal with is talking about whether Brentford are going to score any goals. Certainly not in this game, because it's Leicester versus Brighton. And uh, as we discussed in the previous podcast, the reason we're taking Leicester is because Leicester knocked out Brentford who knocked out Middlesbrough and so forth the circle continues as is the way I have uh, I have already predicted this game whether it's correct or not who knows first or second um I'll go first. Go on then, here's it. Now, we'll be able to put, a, we won't be able to get any bets for this, sadly, no. as uh, the odds are not currently available, but we'll still do the year, we'll still do the predictions, so Leicester versus Brighton, I will go Leicester 2, Brighton 0. That's, that's an interesting score, that. Interesting. That's all I'm saying. Let's see if you can see if you can pick some wonderful goal scorers. Uh, I will go for Telemans. Okay. And Ihe Nacho. Nacho. Beautiful. Um, funnily enough, I've gone. Uh, I've gone with a with a two nil Leicester win. Uh, I've gone Vardy. No. Injured. Mother. All right then. I've gone Barnes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Um, just, just, just one second while I um, <laughs> con- consult my, um, my my glamorous assistant over here. Oh, rubbish! Why haven't I ever? There it is. If there's one thing this man can't spell, it's uh, it's Leicester. Right. Here we go. Goalkeepers, probably not. Defenders, unlikely. Midfielder, maybe, but I don't think so. Right. Oh, now then. What about Perez? Yeah. 
Are you still there? Right, there. I'll keep that out because I'm almost definitely going to need it again. Crossing you out, Mr. Vardy, and Perez. So there we go. That's all the football we've got to predict. Absolutely no other football that we need to talk about whatsoever. But seeing as we're here, we might as well talk Reading versus Brentford. Because you know. Now, there's absolutely no rhyme or reason to this pick. It is basically to give us predictions betting. Which I can't put on. Because the, the odds out there. So this is almost pointless. <laughs> it's almost pointless. But if we're not predicting Brentford, I don't know what we're doing with our lives. So, exactly. you know, let's let's get it done. Let's put it this way. This, in theory, should be the last appearance of Brentford on the podcast this year. Then what, will we, what will we do with our time? We'll find another team to pick. We'll, we'll, we'll start predicting, I don't know, Nottingham Forest games or something like that. Too soon? Still hurts, man. It still hurts. Uh, stick me down for a Reading 2, Brentford 2, please. Desmond, we haven't had a Desmond in ages. Oh, bless. Right, and I need f at least two goal scorers, possibly four from you. I would like to go for Zhao. So, not Carvalho this time. <laughs> no. Just Zhao. Okay. Uh, and I will also have Ejaria. Okay. For Brentford. Brentford. I will absolutely have Tony. Yeah, you will. Okay. And Camios. Um, I've got a little lighter on this one, and I've literally just gone with a nil one. Just, you know, nil one. Tony to score. Job done. So, here's the thing. Way back, it's a long time ago now, it's almost seven days ago, um, I said that I was going to go into the deep, dark depths of the internet and find a really, 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 really difficult question uh, to ask Mr. Williams. Uh, and what I was also going to do was throw it out to the general public to see if they themselves could come up with some really, really, really difficult football questions. So here's what's here's what's not happened. Any of that any of that that I just said, none of that happened. Um I am I'm a very, very busy man. Um as we know, you know. I run a podcast empire a media empire. I am bringing down the big cheese, you know, like the the wheel of it. Of, is it Edam? You know, big cheese. Uh, 
Um, but if you would like to uh, pose a ridiculously difficult question, whether it's Middlesbrough based, whether it's Brentford based, or whether it's just general football based, we're calling this section Beat the Jock. Um, so bring it on, bring it forward. Um, Paul's always up for the challenge. Um, I have failed in my challenge in the last week to find the time to uh, to find a really hard question. Obviously, you know, I've been on the internet nine times while we've been doing this, so I really don't want to take up any more of anybody's precious time now searching for something. And, uh, you know, you can just chastise me on social media or via email. Details of which are on the website. So let's let's move on swiftly before we you know start throwing blame around and all of that rubbish. The 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 third section, the dessert, the uh, you know the the it's not the sorbet, is it? I don't know what uh, swanky dessert is these days. Uh, the the end of the podcast is always uh, a, a section called any other business. The chance, nay opportunity to get the, the last bits out. The things that can't wait till next week. The things that might not have been said that have come up this week. Um, as we know, I never have any other business apart from last week. Paul, any other business for you, sir? No, nothing, nothing else that we're to discuss. Fantastic. So there we have it. It's uh, it's a roundup of the Riverside. Um, sounds like a good podcast name. Might need some work. Um, it's uh, it's thank you from me, and uh, I'm sure Paul will agree. Uh, big thank you from him. Uh, I will see you. Same back time, same back channel, and I I hope. We will also see these lovely people there too. Till then, I'm going to give you one of these. Audio-wise, that's a, that's a buy in the audio world. Right, thank you, sir, and I will see you next time. Au revoir. So there we go, what do you think of that? Another one done. Another week of football in the books. Another week of football to look forward to. Good stuff. If you're watching us on YouTube and you're uh, not subscribing, well, uh, if you could, be real good. Likewise, if you're an uh, audio listener, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever uh, you're getting your podcasts. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out there. We've got some social media links. You can tag us on social media. Um, and if you fancy uh, fancy a chat, drop us an email. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I will see you then. Bye.